Hi, welcome to our podcast, She Inspires, a podcast created to inspire community, connection, empowerment, and courage. Designed for women who are committed to standing tall, living bravely, dreaming big, and celebrating life fully. I'm Gina Marie. And I'm Haley. Hi, everybody. Hello. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. There she is. There she is. There she is. Oh, my God. We're back. We're back. And we're back with another special guest. And we are just so happy to be with y'all. Y'all, this is our third podcast that we've been recording for the series. And it has just blown my mind. I'm so happy we're doing this. Me too. Me too. I'm loving it so much. It's so inspiring. It is so inspiring to hear what women are moving through, to have them share their stories, to hear different perspectives from around uh, the United States and around the world. And so we're so excited to be uh, joined today by one of my best friends on the planet. Heather McGuire is in the house, house, house. She is here, here, here. And um, Heather is one of my best, best friends. We met in, uh, most of y'all know this. Some of you, if you're newer, may not know this. We met in uh, Dr. on Saudi Arabia. We are Aramco brats. And she is my little soccer bestie. And we've been besties. Well, I don't think she liked me at first. She can she can speak to that. And then she loved me. I really got under her skin, y'all. And I just snuck my little way into her heart. And then we became best friends. And we were inseparable for years and years and years. And I am so happy she's here. She lives in Canada. She's my Canadian babe. And Gina Marie and I are... We love Canadians. All of you Canadians. Oh, my God. We love Canada. We love Canada so much. We are so obsessed. We already thought, how can we drive there right now? What do we need to do to get there? So we're so. And I think we have another favorite Canadian. Oh, we do? Victoria. Oh, Victoria. (laughs) Shout out to Victoria. (laughs) Victoria, we are doing a She Inspires tour in Canada. We already decided 2023. Girl, you better get ready. Okay, we got to bring Heather in. We got to bring her in. We're getting wild over hello. here. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> what do you want to share with the people, Hetty? Oh, well, um, first of all, lovely to chat with both of your smiling faces. I know no one else can see you, but I can. Um, well, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I really am honored, actually, to be invited to be part of it and be the token Canadian. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so no, like fire away with the questions. I mean, uh, yeah, I think I've had a completely different experience than, than you lovely people, uh, down mm-hmm. South of us. Uh, unfortunately I, I consider myself quite lucky through, um, through this global pandemic. Um, so really you can fire away with questions that are burning, um, burning away, but, uh, yeah, I'll let you have the floor, I guess, first. How do you okay. tell people where you are right now? Where I in Canada? I love this you? already. We're gonna learn so much, everyone. <laughs> so I'm yeah, in I'm in Halifax, Nova Scotia. So that's the east of Canada. Uh, we're further um, north uh, east of New York. So we're kind of the hanging off. We're like next to Maine, but further east of Maine. Uh, and I actually was just uh, saying to you, ladies, first uh, we're in what's called the Atlantic Bubble. So with the way the pandemic has un- unfolded in Canada uh, with regards to positive cases, uh, the Atlantic provinces kind of locked themselves down. So we have um, four Atlantic provinces. We have Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Prince Edward Island, and Newfoundland and Labrador. And so if you are residing in the Atlantic bubble, 
you can travel freely within the bubble and there's no isolation or quarantine regulations. If you travel outside of our bubble to Ontario, uh, British Columbia, Alberta, any of the other provinces in the West, Quebec, um, you have to, if you come back into our province, you have to isolate for 14 days. Uh, so if you travel within the Atlantic bubble and you've quarantined, you're, you can free move freely. But if you are um, residing outside of the province, those provinces and come in, you have to, to quarantine for 14 days. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 So it, is there, has there been, I already have a million questions. Has there been a real difference between the bubble and the rest of the of Canada with when it comes to cases? Like, has this worked? That's my question. Like, has this been successful? Definitely, yeah. So currently, we have six active cases in Nova Scotia, a province with a population of just under a million people. Um, wow. Prince Edward Prince Edward Island had. Um, almost no active cases for most of the, the last four months. Um, so yes, that's part of the reason. It used to be each province had their own strict guidelines or restrictions where you couldn't even enter or exit the province without these quarantine um, regulations. And so they opened up the bubble um, the first week of July. And so we've had our Atlantic bubble since July and we still have our quarantine regulations for anyone entering uh, in the bubble. So anyone can come, but they do have to do their two weeks of mandatory uh, quarantine. So compared to the other parts of the country, we've had um, about 129,000 positive cases throughout the whole country. And so that's in a population of about 37 million people. So it's kind of hard to compare those numbers to the U.S. where you guys have, uh, you know, almost a, 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 maybe it's close to 400 million people in your, in mm -hmm. your country. So your numbers might seem a lot higher, but, you know, your population is also uh, staggeringly larger than Canada's. Mm -hmm. Did we tell y'all that uh, Heather's a scientist? So she's <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. She's going to drop some knowledge on yeah. us tonight. The numbers facts are excellent. The numbers are excellent. Just throwing out. But I'll just clarify. I'm a I'm a I'm a geoscientist, so I'm not a not a biologist or a medical scientist at all. So not a COVID scientist. I like um, rocks, and I I monitor coastlines. <laughs> so I'm I'm a ner I'm a rock nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. it. Counts still counts in my book. You are my scientist. Mm -hmm. I am so grateful for you. That is um that is just so interesting to hear. It just seems like. And, and thank you for like pointing out the population differences. You know, of course, that's important to keep in mind. But that just seems like a dream. Oh my gosh, two mm -hmm. active cases. Excuse me. I don't even know mm -hmm. if we've there in Houston, you know, just in Texas or anywhere here. And that, um, I'm really happy to hear that you guys have put in some regulations that are working, that are manageable, you know, like mm -hmm. life with COVID is possible. It just takes something. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that everyone is a, a mandatory um, thing here now is masks in public places. Yes. Mandatory. Um, so if you will go to the grocery store, the gas station, the liquor store, mask mandatory inside. Mm. Still have limits on our, our group gatherings. You can't gather um, in groups of more than, I think, group gatherings, like large group gatherings are about 250 people. 
wow. with social distancing. So you have to be able mm-hmm. to distance. Um, but yeah, so things, things have been very fortunate here. I think we were tagged as the safest place in North America to be right now. So I feel very fortunate to, to be where I am. Uh, but luckily this has just always been um, home outside of Saudi. Mm-hmm. So I feel, I feel um, lucky to be here. Wow. Mm. Yes. Have you wanted to, um, or have there been things that you've had to change because of those restrictions? I mean, did you want to travel? Were you, did you have expectations to go to different parts of Canada or come to the U S or whatever it might be? Well, yeah. So uh, besides the fact that Haley unfortunately had to cancel her wedding in May, mm-hmm. that was like number oh, no. one, but I was actually in Sicily when the like pandemic like was really exacerbated and like the lockdowns were like being enforced. So I was in Sicily with my parents in um, the early part of March and it was like the North part of Italy was being locked down, you know, it was like, mandatory um like stay inside orders and we were in sicily and everything was fine and then like within two days it went from hey things are okay to we need to get out of here now or we're gonna get stuck here for god knows how long Mm -hmm. and we managed to get uh the last flight out of uh, rome to that was an air canada flight out of rome um to toronto and then and made it home. And then as soon as we got home to Canada, it was still at that, hey, we think if you've left the country, you should probably, you know, start to distance yourself from other people. There is um, a strict order for if you're coming from China. Italy wasn't on that list yet. And you at the US wasn't on that list yet. Um, so it's weird because I had some people that I knew that were kind of oh, you just came from Italy. That's where all the coronavirus COVID cases are. But I had people coming in and out of the U.S. that weren't isolating at all and that there was potentially just as much coming in through that border. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, it definitely affected the travel plans. Uh, I'm just glad that my parents and we all got home safe and yeah. dad was able to get home and isolate um, and make it back to work because my father's a, a doctor. So he was able to come home do his quarantine and then get back on the front lines and start acting as a healthcare professional fighting this, um, mm-hmm. the pandemic. So. Wow. Your dad mm-hmm. has always been amazing. I didn't know he was, he's working. He's been working full time through all of this. <laughs> Dad's still working. Yeah. And it was definitely a point of, um, point of concern for, for my parents and for myself. My father's uh, much older. He's kind of in that category of health risk uh, mm-hmm. because of his age and past health um, concerns uh, and then you know mom was concerned of dad being exposed and bringing it home to her and what they would do if one of them got it and the other didn't and it was definitely a kind of a point of not contention but high intensity discussion and planning on you know and my mom was actually convinced that one of them was going to get it. And it was kind of like, okay, guys, let's just, let's just tone it down a little bit. And like one, take one thing at a time here. Like mm-hmm. let's not go pointing fingers about who's going to bring coronavirus into the house. <laughs> yes. But you know, it's those, it's those feelings. It's, it's a, it's a new, um, it's a new trauma that we're not realizing is happening to us. Um, 
so it's it's yeah it's all very new still yes. even you know six months on well and those uh, are so such important discussions to have and i think everybody at some level is having those types of discussions you know and i know many of our listeners in the medical field or have loved ones, um, husbands, wives, you know, parents who are in the medical field, like you're speaking about, Heather, that, you know, that is a heightened discussion because then, especially if you're in a COVID unit, you're around it regularly, you know, and often mm -hmm. and, and um, of all the plans and procedures and, and the masks and the gloves and everything, there's still a chance no matter what, right? Yet what you're pointing to is so important is that none of us have had these conversations before. How, like, how, none of us have had to be like, hey, there's a pandemic going on mm -hmm. and having to make decisions about where do we go? Who do we see? How close do we get? I mean, even here, sometimes we have people in the backyard, we social distance, and then it's like, can they use the bathroom? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. is that okay? Can they come inside? Should we be outside? What do we, and, and there is, um, it's what you're saying. It's not necessarily sometimes like contention, but it could, and I know some people, y'all, some of y'all might be, I'm like full arguments. That's okay too. I don't know. However you are in this is okay because this is just, and it's unprecedented for a reason. It's stressful yet also just an underlying stress to normal everyday situations like coming home from work mm -hmm. now has a heightened level of stress and concern and is, is more to manage not only on a communication level, on an emotional level, on an energetic level, and then of course on the physical level of actually being healthy and well through all of it. And so I think a lot of people can relate to that, having these challenging conversations during this time around things that seem very mundane, which I know at least for me then seems silly. It's like, why are we, why is this weird? We're talking about going to the grocery store. We're talking about yet, yeah, there, there's this thing called COVID-19 happening. It's a very real threat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely been an interesting time to say the least. And I think that, um, well, everyone just has a strong opinion about it. I mean, I have, I have people in my life that are carrying on wearing their masks, of course, but not really doing too much other than that. And then I have people in my life that like have not left their home. One of them being Haley. She has been so committed to her quarantine. She hasn't gone to the grocery store. I have gone to the grocery store. I will admit I have gone to the grocery store. She has not eaten at a restaurant. I think you did one time, right? Outside one time. Yeah, when things in Houston were starting to get better, we went to one restaurant and we ate, we ate outside on the patio and both Everett and I were like, we don't like this. And we, we just didn't feel comfortable yet. And then cases spiked again in Houston. That was right before mm -hmm. July. Um, yeah. Um, now I will say though, Everett has gone to the grocery store. Everett, so I just feel like a pampered princess over here because Everett yeah. will go to the grocery store and I just sit at home. Yeah, I, I understand that, but you've also been very committed to it and being very responsible. Um, and the good news is, at least for right now, the last few days is that our numbers in Houston have gone down, which is such a blessing. Um, and I think the other thing that's difficult about all this is you just don't know. You don't know what tomorrow is going to be like or, you know, how do you plan for the future in that sense? Um, so it's, 
it has been such a learning. And I think especially, <laughs> interestingly, with family dynamics, like trying to figure out how it works with each person and um, friendships and mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff. It has been, um, wow. I mean, I, I just, I wonder, like, what are we going to tell the future about this time? You know, like the future generations about this time, it's just wild to think about. I have thought about that. I can just imagine my children being like, oh my God, mom, you stayed inside for August, <laughs> six months. Like you were in, like you were in your house for six months. And it's like, well, yeah, but we went out for this and we had that. You know, it, it's just going to be the wildest time to explain to our children. Oh, Yet it, 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 sure. it, will be, it will be our story to tell, you know, and that's, yeah. that's what we'll be doing. I mean, most of my pregnancy I have been during this time. Like, yes, that's, that's crazy. That is wild. I know. I keep, I keep, <laughs> I keep forgetting I'm getting married. Yeah. Asking me about it. And I'm like, what, what, what are you talking about? I don't know. I feel like we're already married. <laughs> like, what, what are we doing? But really? it is, it's, it is crazy. And, um, and, you know, Heather, what I'll ask you, what for you personally has been like the most challenging thing or what are the most challenging things that you've been working through? I think um, being a graduate student through a pandemic, uh, the biggest challenge is continually having uh, sustained motivation to do your, your work. Oh, um, yeah. I read a I read a great article at the start, kind of, you know, April-ish, that pointed out um, the coronavirus um, productivity pressure and that we need to, like, not let that get to us. You know, we, we need to realize that we can't keep pushing ourselves to be productive human beings like we normally are because life is not normal anymore. It's completely done a 180. And you can't be hard on yourself if you're not putting out the same productivity and um, output that you that you were before. Mm -hmm. So at the, being at the tail end of my master's where I'm, I'm right, trying to write a thesis, um, trying to find that balance of not being too hard on myself, um, still feeling okay with what I have done, um, and just letting go and being okay with where I am, that everyone's in the same boat here. So... You know, if I take a little bit longer to write and take an extra semester to graduate, I've got to be okay with that. And the world's going to be okay with that. It's not going to affect me too, too much in the long, in the long run. Wow. I really acknowledge you for that. <laughs> I, wow. My thesis almost killed me, I think. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that, no, that's extreme. And it like really took a lot out of me and sent me in. I haven't talked about it too much on this podcast. Now I'm realizing that it sent me into my parents call it my blue period. Um, and I just was really having a hard time. And then thinking about having going through that experience. And then on top of it, the emotion and the stress and the drama of the pandemic, I can't even imagine. So kudos to you 
Heather, I would have given up a long time ago. I would have put that paper to the side, move those books. To get, they would probably be collecting all kinds of dust. And wow, I'm very impressed. Good job. Yeah, that's amazing. What have been the things that have uh, helped you do that, Heather? Like find acceptance and be okay with where you are. Well, so ironically, um, I think it, I've been lucky enough to uh, get a job. I actually interviewed for a job in February, um, right before the pandemic. And uh, they still interviewed us. And then they kind of put all of our hires on hold. And uh, they ended up taking us on in uh, mid-June. So really, I say I've been working on my thesis. Really, I have pressed pause on it because I've taken on a full-time um position with the uh, for the summer with the geological survey so maybe I'm just in denial of the fact that I like I'm telling myself I'm in a good place with that but it's because I'm in a good place with work so I think I'm I'm one of those very lucky few that has blossomed because I've been able to work through this um this difficult time when a lot of people have either lost their job or um mm -hmm. been very stressed out by their jobs because of it um I'm seeing it as, okay, yeah, I might not be as far along in my thesis, but Gina Marie, I feel you like people who get through grad school, <laughs> I admire you all. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's great to hear other people's grad story, um, grad stories, because it's like, if we all just knew like one year before we started, like one year prior, I think things would be okay. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting how everyone's like first year of grad school is just chaos because you don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and people don't talk about it that much. Like you said, Gina Marie, I haven't heard you talk about it a lot at mm -hmm. all. And there's, you know, there's a balance of moving forward. Okay, like that happened and now I'm here. Oh. Yet um, I can imagine it is really challenging to move I don't know. I did four years of high school and four years of college and I thought that was good enough, you know? Well, and then y'all were, were just like, let me go do more. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. I know. I know. Well, and I actually loved grad school at like, loved the schooling of it. I loved being in class because it was what I was doing. Oh, sorry. It was what I wanted to be doing. So I felt really passionate about every class. Um, but the thesis in particular was just like, what, why, how, um, you know, and then I was also living in New York City, where I was like, well, you know, people are out and about, I need to be, I need to be living my life, this is the this is city of dreams, um, so I, I, yes, yes, grad school is, is really a thing, and um, you're gonna, you're gonna just nail it, your thesis is going to be so inspiring. I can already tell. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I second that. And I love <laughs> what you're saying, Heather. It's like being okay with where we are because yeah. I know it's so different than we all thought it would. Mm -hmm. Everything on the planet, like what collective, like there is a collective sadness and sorrow and mourning for what was. And um, most of us, I feel like, at least on good days, uh, have an attitude of like, okay, we're going to make it through. We're going to make it through. Let's do this. All right, keep moving forward. And yet there's so much that has been lost. Now we've talked about that a couple of times, but lost experiences, lost connections, loss of time, it feels like. And yet 
at the same time, so much, if we shift our perspective, so much has been gained. Yeah, there's so much of that too. So what for you, Heather, has been really um, like the, the light, and the gold and the glitter during this time for you? I think um, actually watching how much my mom has blossomed during this time has been really, mm. really um, inspiring. You know, my mom has, mom has always been that happy, bubbly individual, but she's had some, some low periods in the last few years and 2020 has been her year and like 2020 won't, won't hold Jenny down. And it, it really is like seeing her positivity through it. I think um, it, it just helps me stay positive. I, I, she's listening to this, um, this other podcast by Sam Harris. He helped her do like this morning meditation every, every day. But one of the best pieces of advice she left with me uh, last week and when I saw her was, you know, we have a choice to be angry or we have a choice to love. And I was like, oh, okay, that's <laughs> like the most easy thing ever. And, you know, I find myself, if you're in a situation that you're like, want to try and be in control of, you just tell yourself, do I want to be angry right now? Or do I want to, do I want to love right now? Mm. And you're the amount it's actually, I can't believe how much it can just turn your emotion around like that fast. Even if you don't honestly think that it's a, it's, it's, it's hating versus loving. It's just, if you um, look at your mood, am I, am I hating my mood or am I hating myself or am I hating the situation? Do I want to hate right now? Or can I accept the inevitable and let it go and love and life goes on? We, we hold on to so much and try to control so much that if we, if we let go of that control, you, we might be surprised how, how much things can just fall into place the way they're supposed to. Mm. Oh, yes. What's your mom's name again? Jenny. Okay. Two things I'm really taking away from this episode. Number one, Jenny's attitude. Wow. To be showing up as this is your year. Wow. That's freaking cool. Okay. And number two, that Canadians just really have it going on. Canada is, I mean, I always was a fan and I knew. Now I'm really aware. <laughs> wow. Y'all doing a great Canada. job. Canada is where it's at. Yeah. We got lots of space for you ladies to come and live up here. Thank <laughs> you. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. Jenny Angel. I love her so much. And she's an artist and a creative and she's been making art. I've been following her on Instagram and wow. um, all the things. But that has been, I mean, I have, I have, it's so weird. I haven't said this out loud to anybody. I mean, for all the despair and all the hurt and all the heartache that's happened this year. I've had a lot of blessings come out of this year. I really feel like I am finding my stride. Uh, teaching yoga online is like one of my most favorite things. And I never thought that that would be it. I, uh, as of today, I officially launched my website. Yes. So uh, HaleyRose.com is a real thing. Woo! It lives in the world. 
And I don't know that I would have ever done, like had the creative space and the creative energy to put into that. Being in a world, uh, like you said, Heather, uh, a little bit ago, is that's productive and pushing and outputting a lot, right? Going and being with other people. I had a schedule that was very full. And this pandemic has allowed me the space to shift some of that energy because out of like almost out of a necessity, out of a need. Um, you know, what I'll say when I started my website was at a time, I haven't talked about this a lot on the podcast either, but was at a time where I had somebody who I thought was really close to me, betray me in a way that was really, really hurtful. And it was almost like I took that, like that anger and that negative energy and I just moved it and shifted it and put it into something loving and something creative and started to build my website because it was almost the only way I knew to survive at that time other than to just be mad or be frustrated or shut down and give up. Like those are my, those were the options I saw. Mm. It was like, let me be pissed at the world and be angry about this or give up and just be like, okay, whatever. They're right. I'm wrong. I will go down into a hole, like ostrich style, right? Like put my head in the sand. And then what I saw was the third option, which is like, okay, let me take all of this energy and put it into something loving and beautiful that I want to keep creating that moves me into my future. And that's exactly what I did. I mean, right at that moment, I'll never forget. It was a Saturday morning. I was like, I need to make something. I spent, y'all, I was up from like 5.45 a.m. nonstop on my computer until about uh, 6 p.m. working on my website straight. Just, mm-hmm. And I loved it. It felt so joyous and wonderful. Yet taking my energy and moving it there was so much more freeing. Mm-hmm. It's so much more freeing. And now here I am you know, a few months later and I'm sharing it with the world for the first time. And so I feel really grateful to have had this space. And you said this a couple of times too, Heather, I feel very lucky and very blessed and very privileged um, to feel safe, to feel at home, to feel at ease, to still feel connected and supported, even though we are separate in a lot of ways right now and to have the energy and the time to do that and um, put it out into the world. And I'm going to take that from Jenny 2020. Can't hold me down, people. (laughs) Not going to hold me down. No, it's not going to hold you down. And you did exactly what Heather was just talking about. You could have chose hate and you chose love. And that is um, just a beautiful reminder to all of us, all of us. And to be reminded of those blessings and those gifts that are happening. Um, And this is a very transformative year. There's going to be a lot. I mean, we're we're halfway. What are we halfway through? We only have three months left. Oh my gosh. Okay. Four months. Four months left. Way more than halfway through. Um, There's a lot, a lot that can open up, a lot of possibility. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm going to be a mom in by the end of this year. So there's, there's so much. And um, this was just like how these episodes have been. It's just every time we are completing an episode, I just feel so inspired, and, and I feel like these. This time with um, each other and with inspiring women is healing me. Me too. I I think another piece of light that's come out of the pandemic is the whole digital Zoom um, phenomenon that it's bringing us all closer together again. And daily, like you said, you never never thought you'd find that empowerment through teaching yoga online that you you have, but... uh, 
it's the same with my schooling. Like our, our, our lab group has become closer together because of our, our group meetings online and, you know, getting to celebrate all of our zoom birthdays and anniversaries and things that, you know, when we have friends all over the world, yeah, you, you kind of wait until you see each other again. But I, I think the pandemic has really solidified the, the distance thing uh, with it being an okay reality and that, hey, there's other ways to be together and there's other ways to communicate and connect. And uh, that's okay as well. And it actually strengthens our, our relationships and our communication. Yes. Mm-hmm. 100%. Amen, Heather. Well, Ms. Heather, what is uh, my final question for you before we complete? What is um, the biggest thing that you've learned over these last couple of months during this pandemic that you will carry forward with you after it and beyond? The biggest lesson? Um, I think just being okay with change. Mm. Really. I mean, it's it's kind of an age old, you know, thought that, you know, everything, the only thing that changes or everything always changes. So Mm -hmm. this kind of just shows us that that's, that that's the truth. Everything does change. Um, So yeah, you can't, you can't be too, too tied down to the way things are. You got to be a little bit flexible. Um, That doesn't mean that things can't suck when you make plans and things have to change. Like, you're allowed to be disappointed and let down, um, but don't let it completely, completely consume your energy. Like, mm-hmm. let it go and move on. And I don't know. I guess it's just been an eye-opening thing to see. Uh, I don't know. Maybe my mom has rubbed off of me that yeah, I feel like 2020 hasn't been that bad either. <laughs> Gum, I, I, I am more. I am more of a glass half full type person. (laughs) I don't know. It really, really sucked that, uh, you know, I wasn't able to come see you ladies in May. And and I still have it in my calendar. It's really sad because every time I click my phone, it says next week, Haley Everett wedding in Texas Mm -hmm. for for the the rescheduled date. So I I don't know. I haven't deleted that out of my calendar yet. (laughs) Me either. So... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but I love that. So like, those sort of things are sad. Uh, yes, things can suck and it's okay for things to change. Mm-hmm. We can have both of those things all the time. I know. And that's, that is relatable. Things are challenging. Sometimes things suck and we can see or at least create some gratitude and we can create our lives in the midst of the suck. You know, like life still goes on people and we're doing it. Right here. Yeah, those are the beautiful, beautiful words that I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't uh, conjure. <laughs> you did. You did. You, you were conjuring. <laughs> we heard you. I've, I've said so many like random words during this, this podcast that I honestly never say. Con- who says conjure? No, I don't know. But I love it. Leave it. <laughs> we're taking don't it. Don't tell your secrets. Don't tell your secrets. She has a wide vocabulary, everyone. Heather, the scientist with a wide a vocabulary. scientist and a grad student, okay? <laughs> Thank you so much. This oh, has been wow. lovely. This has been it's so been a amazing, pleasure. Heather. 
Thank you so <laughs> Thank much. You. So much love to Canada. Mm-hmm. I you might come you, there. Ladies. I know. I'm feeling the pull to sing the national anthem, but I don't really know oh, it. Boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're getting wild, people. <laughs> I want to hear I this. I don't know. I don't know all of it. I'm now. I'm feeling <laughs> nervous. Um, Give us a little. Tina Marie, I, I do know you have a beautiful voice. Uh huh. I know. That's why I'm like. I really. I'm gonna rehearse it and then, um, <laughs> and then I'll you know get get it to you live, fresh, the right key the right pitches, everything that we can possibly give to make to do honor and pride. <laughs> We really do. We we need to make Canada proud. We need to make you and Victoria proud. You yes. are our people. We love y'all. Thank you. Well, yes. love you so much. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, listeners, and have a wonderful 2020. Oh, uh, listeners, 2020 is it. We're turning it around one episode at a time. Heather, my angel, moi, thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.